Welcome to the Uncut 90. I'm your host, the Lapo with the few special guests and analysts. And Mecca is here. Yeah, Mecca is in the building, guys. What's good? David is here. What's up, what's up, what's up? George, Lil Pep. Lil Pep. He must be knighted. Yeah, and, and making his debut appearance, Roland is here as well. Good afternoon, my fellow Manu Mancunians. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. Um, before we start recording, we're talking about City, so we'll just start there. Uh, City lost this weekend to Spurs. Two goals to nothing. City was really, to me, was a really toothless performance. They never really looked like they were really going to score. They had to go to the possession. Spurs did what they do. They get their one, two chances, and they kill you. Um, George, I'm going to start with you because you're a City expert here. What's going on with City? Like, this should be right it. Um, so I've been coming on this podcast. I've been saying a lot of the time that there are certain players that we probably hold to like a really high esteem that we really expect a lot from them. But those players in that Man City team have not been delivering. A player like Maris. Maris had one of the is it that's, that's not even his poorest game. His poorest game was actually um the game before the not even the Liverpool game, the, the game before the Liverpool game. I can't remember which team. But Maris was really, really poor. The guy should not be starting for Man City. He should be coming off the bench. More like an impact player, you know? KDB had a really again, like the core of that Man City team is not performing to expectation. You understand? So when those guys are not performing, like it's really hard to for Man City to take. And also you have to give credit to Moreno because he was, he actually came up with a game plan that just it, like watching that game was sort of like watching that whole Barcelona versus Inter Milan game all over again. And it's like, except that this time Man City was not really in possession of the ball that much. Well, they had possession of the ball, but they didn't really do nothing with it. You understand? So, that whole game is down to a Moreno Moreno brilliance and just the key players in Man City not doing what they're supposed to do. Hmm. David, do you agree with that? Do you think that Moreno's brilliance is really what was on display? Or was it Man City's inability to do anything? I saw a stat uh, that said that in the history of uh, in the Premier League, uh, the games that Mourinho has led at halftime, they've lost only two and they've won 158 or 258. So it's a ridiculous that the point is they've lost only two. This is the thing. This is Mourinho. If you let them score first, it's going to be a problem. And if you've been following Manchester City like I have through the rise, the Centurions, all of that, they brought this brand of football to England. And the way, the way they were playing it was kind of unstoppable. Like we had hundred points, but as time went on, people kind of saw like it's a framework for stopping the way these guys play. Just put two guys on the wings. I've seen Roy Hodgson employ this this uh, tactic. I've seen Nuno uh, Espirito Santo employ this tactic. I've seen Ole Gunnar Solskjaer employ this tactic. So it seems like going for it. There's like George is saying, yes, yeah, some people in the team like Myers, some the core, some people are not performing. Bernardo Silva, all of these guys, you know. But at the end of the day, you have to also look at, like, if you have a coach like Mourinho and there's now a way to defeat a system that was crushing teams, of course he's going to employ it. They just, they did what they're supposed to do. It was a really good performance from Spurs if you're into ball like that. So, yeah, you know, that's, that, that, that's what I have to say. But the question is that from the 70th minute, for a team that is spending over, like, 
what, 200 million, whatnot. From the 70th minute, Man City looked like they just like, oh, they are sitting back so we can't score, so we are done. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, I was watching the game. I'm like, really? This is Man City, a team that, like, 94th minute, they're still trying to shoot and score. They're like, oh, man, Mourinho has figured us out, so we are done. Like, hmm. like I'm serious. It was so, so I don't know. Like, I'm sure the other analysts will bring up more points, but that is, this is what I got. Mourinho deserves his praise. This is, he's a master at this. You go 1-0 down early. He's, he, he's put in that ethic. And City, man, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. And Mika, I want to ask you, because to David's point, I heard you say that Pep has run out of ideas. And that's essentially what David is saying, where, Maybe he's not putting it on Pep, but he's saying the team looked like they didn't know what else to do. They looked like 70 minutes into the game, they were like, well, we've tried everything we can try. We're not going to score today, and that's it. Do you think that assessment is basically it? What we saw, just Pep has no new ideas to bring to the table with this team? See, Delapa, I want to share something with you. I want to share something with you. These two analysts that just gave their points prior they were teasing us. You know, this was like foreplay. They, both of them know that they didn't get to the climax. They didn't get to the climax. We have to address the issue here. Now, so we have to get to the climax. Now, I want to start by addressing something. There's something my uncle told me growing up in Nigeria, Dalapo. He said, Emeka, when you play it safe, you'll never have children. <laughs> so, so hold on. So hold on. So hold on. He said, Emeka, when you play it safe, you never have children. What did he mean? I cannot tell you. But what I deduced from what he said is you have to go for it every once in a while. So, first and foremost, I have to give Mourinho his credits. It was a it was a it was a stellar performance. And note that this, in my opinion, was a bad day in the office for Tottenham. Because you didn't have Harry Kane turning up the way Harry Kane turns up. You didn't have Son causing the type of trouble that he naturally would be causing. And once again, there was no threat coming in from the right side because I don't know what is going on on the right side at Tottenham. So ultimately, this was not even a great showing by Tottenham. So you can imagine what would have happened had they actually turned up to play. So then I want to address something. I keep telling you people this nonsense that Pep, you know, is a, I don't know, tunnel vision, tunnel vision. There's this something that they study in psychology, right? Where they ask people of a certain age to gauge their level of consciousness, you know, to see if they phase out of a phase called egocentricism. They asked a small boy at the age of maybe five or six, they said, do you have a sister? He said, yes. They asked him, does your sister have a brother? He said, no, because he was unable to see it from the other perspective. He was still young. So what is Pep going through right now? He's going through that phase. He doesn't know what to do. And right now he's just like, you know, shooting and it's not hitting anything. You tell me that the person that you're taking off your team to get this win against Tottenham is Raheem Sterling? Are you serious? Wait, what? No, no, no. He brought him on. He brought him on, but he didn't start. Why is Raheem Sterling not starting in well, a phase when you need to win games and banging goals? Don't give me any injury stuff because if Raheem is coming on, he can oh, come on. He's injured. He's injured. That's why he's, he's injured for what? If he's injured, he shouldn't play at all. Then leave him at home. And leave him at home. It's it's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me address this. Sorry, guys, you guys are small boys. Let me address this. Let me address this very quickly. Let me address this very quickly, right? If a player is injured, then it's not in the 72nd minute when everybody's gonna start playing die hard, either to win or to defend the win that you bring on an injured player. So don't give me that bullshit. Don't give me that bullshit. You guys have to use sense when you're talking. 
Don't say he was injured. That's why we're going to save him for the moment when we know that he has to give 110% for us M- to get a win. M- to get a tie. M- so, George, M- let me finish. I let you, I let you finish. Let me finish. So, then ultimately, ultimately, I'll be done soon. Ultimately, Popo, I want you to know this. Pep is a fraud. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. You guys want to talk about Kevin De Bruyne day in, day out. We've seen it for him. We've seen it now with our own eyes. David Silva has left the team. What does this guy have to do? He can do nothing. He's doing absolutely nothing for this squad. He's like Obama Young right now. Nothing at all. It's coming out of him. Nothing at all. So I want to say this. Shout out to Mourinho. You got it right. Spot on. Spot on. Mourinho. Kerry will talk trash about Mourinho all he wants, but Mourinho got it spot on. He beat them easy. It should have been 4-0, if we're being honest. He beat them nice and clean. Clean sheets against City. So that's my point. Pepper's run out of ideas. And next time, don't be starting Ferran Torres and Mares up top. Both of them are neither going to... They don't have that drive. You bring on somebody that will push the, the defenders, even if it's for 30 minutes, and then you take him out if he's really, truly injured. You're giving me years telling he's injured. Emeka, <laughs> also, in a different... Yeah, how many, yeah, how many goals has Sterling scored this season? Okay. Okay. So, I want this counter-argument, George, because you will never use it again in your life. But if the <laughs> no, determination... No, no. If the determination of whether or not a player should play based on how they score is what they use as, as, as whether or not the player should start, then that means Timo would have been sitting on the bench. That means Aubameyang would be sitting on the bench. That means, do you know how many people will be sitting on the bench? Yeah, they've yeah. Put, they've, the fact of the yeah. matter, uh, uh, George, the fact of the matter is that you you play the players that are tried and tested for your team. Yes, you play, Those are the players that should be starting for you against Tottenham. Emeka, be giving me... Listen, you didn't answer the question. Let's let's put on. You didn't. You didn't answer the question. But in addition to that, what I'm trying to tell you is that Sterling has not been himself this whole season. The guy is, has not been performing the way he performed a season ago, two seasons ago. He's not. He's not doing the same thing. And the fact that he's injured and maybe Pep did not play him, it does not necessarily mean if Sterling was playing, maybe the game would have been different. What I'm trying to tell you is that Toran Torres had a good. You know, he had a good game against Germany. Scored a hat trick, understand? So it only makes sense for Pep to start maybe Ferran Torres, knowing that Sterling is injured, give him a chance at the at the team. And also, anytime Ferran Torres played for uh, Man City, the guy actually scores goals anytime he starts, except for against um Spurs. So yeah, maybe I know you like Sterling, and maybe Sterling should have started, but like the guy has not really been performing this season. Hmm. Roland, I want to ask you a question here because a couple players have been brought up. We've heard Sterling's name brought up. We've heard Mares. George has been blaming Mares for everything wrong at City for a while now. Um, we've heard KDB brought up. What are your thoughts about these players? And do you think it's more about the players or is it more about Pep? I mean, I think first, I think it's the league. I think that the way Premier League normally set up is that you you have a period of like dominance and then the league catches on to you. And then people not to neutralize whatever system it is you play. That's that's just the, that's just how Prem goes. Like um, you know, normally you might have like one offs here and there, like with. Uh, thank with, you, Roland. Thank thank you, Roland. You know, but usually a lot of times in and like Prem, that's just what happens. Like you have a season or two of like pure dominance, and then people are just like they know exactly how you play now. So teams purposefully just set up just for you like that, and they just neutralize you. And I think that's what's happening to Pep right now is that he has been in the league long enough where. The league has caught up to how he plays, how he sets up his team. So now what's happening is that you now start seeing this like drastic change in like uh, performances from Man City. And if you think about it, like normally you have a new manager that comes to Prem. If they're incorporating some new style, like it takes the league a little lag time before they catch up to it. So I think the league has kind of like they've caught up to what Pep is doing. So now Pep has to adapt to that. 
I think that's the first thing. And this is probably the first time in Pep's career that he has actually been in a league where, like, you can't just go out and buy the best players in the league and then just continue doing what you've been doing and dominating. You can't do that in EPL because everybody has financial power in EPL. And you're going against top seven, top seven, eight arguable teams right now who can beat you on any given day. But then that's not to talk about just the people at the bottom half of the table who can still beat you on any given day. So it's a very different challenge that he has never faced before. So like this is really where he's going to have to change things up. Now, as far as the players that were mentioned, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and act like KDB is not a great player. KDB is a great player, honestly. In my opinion, like he's a great player. Yes, he has nice pieces around him that like attribute to that. He had a nice system. But he's a good player because he doesn't only perform in England. He also performs in Belgium. And like when he does that, too, I know the team there is good, too. But he's a great player. He knows how to be efficient and just make things happen. I think what's happening now at Man City, though, is that there are players who did not have the amount of um, game time, the, the, the roles that they're giving them now. They're not used to that amount of responsibility. Example, Marius. Marius left, you have to understand, Marius left a team where he was a focal point, one of the focal points of that team. And then he came to City. He was playing, he was coming off the bench. So he will come off the bench like 70th minute, 60th minute, boys are tired. He'll come and do leg over, leg over, curl it to the, to the top left, go, to shouting, oh, Marius, Marius. Now they're like, bro, you have to play the whole game. <laughs> boys are not tired. Like, you have to play the whole game. So now it's like, you have to actually find out where you fit. And Marius isn't the most direct player, right? But that fits City style. That's what City does. City doesn't, City's not, they will just come straight. They'll come, pass around you, pass around you, pass around you. Do one, one, two, one, two, and then it's one on one. They score. They don't even like shooting from outside the box. They, I even had the commentator um, this past game saying that Pep has told his players not to be shooting out of the box. But Pep doesn't understand that now that Prem has caught on to you, you're not going to be coming and dancing in front of people's boxes and just entering. Especially playing against Mourinho, that's what Mourinho specializes in. And like I looked at the stats, these guys took City, like they got so desperate. These guys took 22 shots, only five were on target. That's how desperate they got, you know? So, like, I think... And losing David Silva, obviously, it's a huge... It's a huge blow. Like, Bernardo Silva is just, again, more responsibility now. These players now have to grow into, like... Instead of being sheltered, you know? Like, not only players... Like, you live a small team. Like, someone like Zaha, for example, right? Zaha's over there at Crystal Palace, like, performing day in, day out because, like, he's used to the responsibility. He's used to being the best player on the team. Like, they give him everything. Yo, if you bring that guy to a big team, and that's what happens with a lot of players... And now they have to adjust to that. Like, they're coming off the bench, so it's easier. But then when you give them that full responsibility at a big club, they don't perform right away like that. It doesn't happen like that. And that's, what happened. that's what's happening with these players. Maris is now used to starting at City. Bernardo Silva is now used to fully starting at City. This is a whole season. These guys have to start and perform. And it's hard for them to do that yet. So, you know, they're still. I think they're just trying to still figure out that role thing in there. And Pep needs to change the strategy. He does. Because mm. Pep has caught up. They know what to do now. George, I want to ask you this um, to kind of follow along with that point. First, I don't know if you agree with that, with yeah, the catch up to Pep and also those players not being ready for that responsibility. But if we follow that thread of players not being responsible for, uh, ready for the responsibility, what kind of players do you think Pep needs to go out and buy? Because to me, I'm thinking City needs to buy one or two like major players like next month. Like they can't wait. Well, January, not next month. But like, what players do you think should be on the radar that they really need? What positions? Yeah, I, I, at first I want to say Roland made some really good points and some really shady points, but we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> on top of that, I feel like the players Pep need to buy is another creative guy. Huh. He needs another, and like KDB is not no in every team that he has played in, 
Roland brought out Belgium. Yeah, Belgium, you have Hazard, you have, like, you know, other creative people on the field. And people who can also play, you know, in that number eight. You know, you know what I'm, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he has other like, in that Man City team that was David Silva. In this current Man City team, he's only the, he's the only creative guy. He's basically the only guy in the midfield running things, and he cannot do it. So he needs like a a good, a solid number eight. And I'm thinking maybe Isco, right? Isco could come in. Come on, get him. I mean, just he, I have a question to your point. Just quick yeah. question. So, um, from listening to what you're saying, right? So, the problem is not that KDB is not good enough. The problem is that he needs help, right? Because that's really because this is the same situation that was happening with Pogba and Manu, right? Where we brought Pogba and said Pogba should do everything. We're like, yo, if Pogba doesn't play, there's no creativity on the team. Now that we've now brought Bruno and you bring other people, then you're trying to like incorporate. So, are you saying that they just need additional help, or is it that KDB is not good enough? Because those are very no. two different yeah, points. I know you could say. I mean, you could. They both could be the same too. You could say that he needs help because maybe he's not that good enough. You know, you could say that, or you could say maybe he's not good enough and he needs help. It could, can, I, it can, could, I, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I chime in here? Do you guys? Uh, I don't know this. If someone knows this, but which coach did one coach sign Aguero, Fernandinho, David Silva, and what's his face and Vincent Company? Was it one coach that was it all in one window? No, yes, that's, so. that's, that's a good point. I don't believe it was one coach. It's probably spread over two coaches. A, I think Mancini and and and, and Pellegrini, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. That that core team, like we keep saying, David Silva. Yeah, David Silva was he he was one of the key guys. But uh, when he like last season, he wasn't featuring that much, and KDB was the PFA Player of the Year, like, and he was a UEFA Player of the Year, and like you know, let, let's not like. We like you, you know, the, the guy is a good player. Let's let's not, there's no need. Like, if you're watching the game, some of the chances that he passes to these guys, they should be scoring that. And and, hey, bef- and, 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 and hold on, before we started recording, the striker argument was going on before I say, or uh, uh, CC should have signed a striker, like you know, Gabriel Jesus, it comes up on and off. But the truth of the matter is that, like, some of these chances they should be scoring at. Not only Jesus, but Mares, uh had and and what's his name? Phil Foden has not lived up to the expectations at all. He's like, uh, you know, he's okay. He's not a he's not a bad player, but like not he didn't just step in. And let me say this too, like what, what Roland said, if Sane was there right now, they still would struggle this way because the system that they are facing are set up to neutralize it. So yeah, George. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. No way to say. I, I, I didn't know what to say. But like, it's just, it's just a hard time for City right now, right? It's, not, it's really not a hard time. I feel like. I mean, I mean, Pep, Pep is a like Pep is a really, really great mind. He can, you know, these are not issues that he he, he cannot fix. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they watch some tapes, they can fix it. The quality there is good enough. You know what I'm saying? And My also, thing is the lack of intensity. That I see from the guys and the lack of intensity from Pep himself, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, he needs, like you said, the, it took two managers to actually bring up the core of this Man City team. So maybe, and I feel like Man City is also in the, in this transitional phase, mm-hmm. where you know some of the old players are like, you know, KDB is like thirty, David Silva left, Vincent Company left, so like. 
Pep is in this transitional phase where he has to like actually bring in the players. And this, who knows? Maybe this could take one or two transfer windows for him to get it right. And that's not okay. so, all right. Yeah, all right. A period of transition. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, Pep is committed to it because he signed that new contract to yeah. the surprise of I think virtually everyone. I was. was so he's he's here to stay at least for the for the short term. Um, I'm only going to talk about his one of his mentors. You know that coaches leads. Bielsa, Marcelo, you know, Winfred has been yelling about him up and down, disturbing everyone about Leeds. Um, about Leeds, Arsenal, and Mika, we're going to start off here with you. Um, you know, you were, you were saying something before we started recording about Joe Willock and his impact in the game and just how you need uh, young legs. Um, real quick, just tell me what you saw from Arsenal. Were you impressed? Did you feel like you could... Yeah, so I want to address the points. David, I don't know if you remember, George, I don't know if you remember. Either way, the last part I said, look, man, I understand what's going on at Arsenal and the, the way, one of the ways that I think it can be resolved is if Arteta brings on fresh young legs onto the squadron. You know, lo and behold, he brings on Willock, you know, so it goes to say that maybe I know what I'm talking about. But either way, um, I want to address something, right? What Arsenal is going through right now is, is, a, is a bit unique, actually. You know, I was thinking about it today at work and I was like, man, like, if I was in Arteta's shoes, if I was in Arteta's shoes, uh, this would be a very tricky one to get out of because you're 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 faced with players that can't really create, and you have to create to win games these days, right? Mm-hmm. You're faced with a team that hasn't really gelled because not a lot of them are like playing regularly. You know, you, you do a rotational system here and there. Today, Saka, tomorrow is Pepe. The day after, as you can see now, it's Woodlock. Tomorrow is Sabios. Yesterday is Party. So it's like you're you're really conflicted, right? Because you don't know what to do. You know, it's like, what do you really do? So I kind of understand where Arteta is coming from. Now, granted, I think some calls can be improved. I would prefer Maitland to start over Bellerin, you know, just because I think Bellerin doesn't really offer much to the team. And yeah, he tries to take on defenders and stuff, but I just feel like Maitland has a higher IQ. But either way, um, with regards to Arsenal... Um, right now, as you know, we're not creating chances. I mean, I'm sure you guys watched the game. You saw that Ceballos really does not do much. You know, I said this the first time, I said this the second time. Hold on. I'm, I'm really tired. I, I started with Bellerin, right? So ultimately, um, Ceballos wasn't really doing anything. And if the issue is, is a creative midfield that is lacking, well, then you expected Ceballos to be the one to bring that creativity. And in fact, I think that was the thought process. But it just didn't quite work out because Ceballos is, you know, at best, a, a six, seven out of ten player. And, I don't even know if I can do seven. But ultimately, what Arsenal needs to do right now is just, you know what? And this is similar to what City needs to do, ironically. I mean, they work together, so I'm not surprised that they are both kind of uh, lacking ideas. But ultimately, I think it's a very simple thing, man. Very simple thing. Please, stop playing Aubameyang on the left. Just let that go. Let that stuff go. We have had enough. We get it, man. Aubameyang wants to... Filling Henri's shoes, he's damn near wearing Henri's number. Like, we get it, bro. But please, just move the guy to the center. Now, that's technically what happened during the game. But ultimately, you can still see Aubameyang drifts, right? And so, William, I do not know about William. You know, I said this from the jump, right? William, I understand he's good. He still has the legs every once in a while. But I think he would be a super sub, less so one who is starting, right? So, ultimately, how I see it is, Dolapo, Arsenal just has to go back to the drawing board here. Just scrap any mindset that you have of how the team should play and then just play people to their strengths. Just play people to their strengths. That's it. 
really that's it. You know that the strength of the team is not going to be in the midfield, right? So you maybe try to see what you can do on the wings. You know, bring on Maitland, bring on, you know, Pepe, you know, just leave. You know, I'm, I, we'll talk about Pepe soon, but ultimately, you know, that situation was weird because if you look, it's hard to see that players are like scratching other players. You know, you can see a head, but you can't quite see why Pepe will just react all of a sudden. So I think it's, I don't know. But ultimately, I think Arteta just needs to just play the guys that you know can give you a good performance, man. Thomas should have been starting that game. These are the games that we should be winning. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't be conservative against against, against a team like Leeds. We get it. You know, Bielsa, blah, blah. He plays fast, fluid football. You know, Ailing is running up and down the place. Bamford can move every once in a while. Dallas is not from Texas. We get it. But ultimately, we expect we expect you to get this win. And with the team that you fielded, I don't know, man. It just seemed lackluster. I mean, look at what happened when Saka came on. You know, I told you it was the first legs I was going to win this game. Saka, what lacked, why he didn't win that game for us was because it was an experience, right? Mm-hmm. That, that opportunity, you're not supposed to try to beat the keeper, bro. You're not supposed to try to beat the keeper. Just pick a spot and put it in. Pick a spot, pick a corner, put it in. I would have gone top right. You can go bottom left. You can go anything. He's left footed. It was on the perfect foot too. It just was. take that. Yeah, just take that shot, man. Take that shot. Aubameyang was, was he even playing. I don't know. You guys tell me. He's world class. You probably noticed what he was doing. That was so world class. I did not. Ultimately, my point is just field your team, man. Just field your team. Go back to the drawing board. Just play your team to the strengths that the team has, man. Party should have started. So anyways, long story short, Popo, I don't know what's happening with Arteta, man. I don't know what's happening with Arteta. Pepe should not have gotten that red card. You know, you have to be mature. You know, at the end of the day, you know, keep it professional. Now, we're not here to headbutt people. Even prior to prior to VAR, you likely would have gotten a red for that. So is it now that there's VAR that you now think you'll get away with it? Like, you can't be dull. You can't be dull. You know, that that was dumb. That was dumb. We've always seen that that would, amassed, that would lead to a red card. So why are you doing this? You just don't care about the team? You think about yourself more? I, what, what was that? So I don't know what happened, man. The thing is just the team is in shambles right now. The midfield is lacking. We're not creating chances. We've created 20 chances this season. Bruno Fernandes has created 26. You understand know what I'm saying? 20 chances, the whole team. But Bruno, one player and sits in United, has created 26. You know, so at the end of the day, we have to call a spade a spade here. Get all this nonsense, Sebayos nonsense out of my face. And then just play the people that can play. That's it. Okay, David, I want to ask you, because I do think Arsenal has, we all can see it as obvious, this creativity problem. But like Emeka kind of alluded to, or basically said, they don't have creative players currently in the squad. They have guys that, you know, can show you flashes. Even Saka has, I think it's a lot to expect Saka to be the creative hub. And he's injured, and we don't know how long he's going to be out anyway. So they can't rely on him. He's still quite inexperienced. How does a manager solve that kind of issue where you don't have a creative player, you don't have a Bruno Fernandes like a maker brought up? What can Arteta do to fix it? So if you're if if you're a manager and you're in a position, if you're at a position where where Arteta is, it's very very important to actually consider. Just sit down in your house, you know, close the blinds, just sit down in the corner, you take your paper and pen. And just ask yourself, who are the actual good players in the team? I know Arteta knows the truth and it's hard. That's what I'm saying. Like, who are the actual good players in this team? You know, like, I, he, like he knows football. I, tell, I don't doubt it. Like, he, you know, if you leave, I can see what the team is trying to do. The personnel, some of these guys, I'm like, how did the Arsenal scouts even find you in the first place? 
<laughs> Yo, I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm just watching some of these guys. And there was a period of, of time where that on this podcast, Matteo Guendouzi, who's not Hertha Berlin, people were, were hyping that guy. Like, so there's this thing. Arteta just needs to look like at the team. And there are just some players who are in, he wants to play a system. And there's no personnel in that system that doesn't work. So he might have to, he has, he's, this is, this is the, why they pay these guys millions it's a critic it's a crucial decision am i going to scrap the system and just change and put maybe a bamiang and like i said has to play like i don't i don't understand like you get what i'm saying you might say whatever you might say whatever he's he's missing chances he's whatnot but they actually seem to look more threatening the guy has three goals you get what i'm saying watching willock like if i'm an arsenal fan and watching some of these guys it's just like okay the system is set but the personnel guys are not good. And surprisingly, I actually want to say this. Bellerin has been doing well. I don't know. He's still trash at defending, but he's actually doing well. Like that Saka pass, he gave it, right? He gave that pass. He did. Saka, yeah, he gave that yeah, pass. He gave pass yeah. He, yeah, he's actually been doing well. And I've seen like, I've seen Bellerin. I've seen him. So like to go to answer your question, like he has to actually look inward. Like Aubameyang has to start playing on the left. Nicholas Pepe. Nicholas Pepe. I think I don't know, man. Guess I've watched like players who cost two million and and stuff, and they have more impact. Like you get what I'm saying? Like like Leeds, the Rafinha guy. So the guy looks like lively. You had players like Jota. You had players like even Minamino. If Arsenal had Minamino playing, he will actually have like impact. So I don't, you know, it's not like I'm like Pepe can play ball. We are not doubting that. But like, guy, are you interested or not? Like, is it that the system that they are playing? You are so annoyed. Like, Arteta is a control freak. He, he is a control freak. Like, Pep, to play system football, you need to be a control freak manager. And the coaches, you, you get what I'm saying? His body language, everything. Like, I, you know, I, I've seen people going in on him, and rightfully so. But like, I'm sure, you know, he's a professional. And he has, he has seen how what he did with whatever. So yeah. I think a system change, to be honest, is what I would go with. Maybe go with the two top. The, the, they, they tried to get Awa, uh, Youssef Awa, but they, it didn't go through because Arsenal they didn't want to put the money that the guys wanted. You know, so, yeah. So uh-huh. I wanted to ask a question. Um, so, so you guys feel that um, Ozil has no place in this team? Because I just keep hearing there's a complete lack of creativity. This is, seems to be the problem. Which essentially the problem is that number eight role that Arsenal is missing right now because they have a lot of players that can go to the wing, and you know wing players and everything, but they're lacking that like number eight. And I know that Ozil has his issues with with him. Like I know how lazy Ozil can be on the field. But so is it to tell me that when you're like for example, um, this past weekend that I just passed, you're you know you guys you're running out of ideas. You need a creative spark. You need something. You want to tell me that there, that Ozil, in all the skills and talent that Ozil has, there's no place for Ozil on this Arsenal team. Didn't so let me from- let me address <laughs> let me address that one. Let me address that one, guys. You put yourself in the position of a manager, right? If if your allegations are in fact true, that is, this player is not giving it a hundred percent. Okay, that is, this player is not training hard like the rest of the other players. And then you still go and play him. What you're doing is that you're enabling others to be like, you know what, you know, fuck this. Like, clearly we can still play if we don't give our all during training. The point is that you want people to play based off merits, right? You want their, their, them being on the starting lineup to be merit-based. 
And so we know that Ozil, 100%, and Mourinho complained about the same thing. And many other managers prior to Arteta complained about the same thing, that Ozil just kind of wants to get onto the pitch, you know, give that one beautiful pass, and then everybody should just clap for him and he should go to bed, <laughs> right? Like, unfortunately, that is not the philosophy that matches Arteta's style, you know? Like, unfortunately, like, Arteta is not going to let that fly. And so he's put in a position whereby he's like, look, everybody's place on this team, nothing is solidified, right? You work for your place. And that's why we saw the resurrection of El Nini. <clears throat> El Nini was somebody that was shipped out, you know, nobody even looked at him. And all of a sudden, and then he started to start games. This is to show that Arteta actually is delivering on his word. That is, he wants the positions to be merit-based. You have to work for that position. Now, Roland, your point is a very valid one, that is, should we play the person that is working so hard and yet is just unable to deliver the caliber of quality that Ozil is to deliver? Well, I agree that that's where the rubber meets the road, right? That's the decision you have to make for yourself as a manager. And unfortunately, Arteta has decided to go the other route. He's saying that, no, I'm not going to pick Ozil regardless of his quality. I'm going to pick that person that works hard because that's the person that's trying. You see what I'm saying? So would I personally like for Ozil to be put back into the team? Absolutely. And in fact, what I was saying was that Thomas was the perfect signing for Ozil. In fact, that's how I saw it. In fact, I thought that was the whole idea because it's not today we started talking about Thomas with uh, Thomas uh, party. You understand? I, was, I thought that somebody would come in, <clears throat> caliber of Ducore, caliber of Thomas, <clears throat> to clean up for Ozil, to just allow him to get that free roaming, free role, that freedom, you know? And for now, I'm looking that Thomas is here. We're now, like, looking at Tobias. I'm like, what's going on? So, ultimately, I understand where Arteta is coming from. If the allegations that is Ozil is not trying is true, then Ozil needs to rest. Yeah, I mean, but... Can I... Oh, I'm sorry, Roland. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, I think... I think there's a fine line between, like, what a good manager is and what a good manager is. And, like, you can be a really good manager just having tactics-wise and football knowledge, but man management is a very important part of, of being a good manager. And I think someone like, for example, someone like Zidane is a great like at least the previous seasons, he was a great man manager, right? So the thing here, at like you come to a team, you're taking over a team like Arsenal, you, you've watched Ozil play, um, you know, you've been in the Arsenal team. Like, and I think that it comes down to just understanding the type of players you have. Like every player is not malleable. Like you're not going to turn every player into this, into this super running, hardworking freak. Like Anthony Marshall in Manchester United is never, ever, ever, going to run and work as hard as Marcus Rashford. It doesn't matter who the manager is. It does not matter. That is the player's innate. That's their innate ability. That's like really how they are. So what you have to do is play to their strengths. You have to play to their strengths, especially if they can, because at the end of the day, football is a winning sport. No one cares about, oh, this person did this. I just care about points and trophies. I don't really care about the, the in-betweens. Points and trophies. That's it. Sir Alex Ferguson was winning games with Manu. We're winning 1-1-0, 1-1-0, 1-1-0. People are shouting, but we won. So I think the problem here is that even though Arteta has really good points, he's also being really, really stubborn. You've iced Ozzy out for this long. You've, your message has been sent loud and clear. It's not even a It's been said loud and clear. The issue now is like your team is struggling and you're too prideful to let this man come back and try to earn his position, right? Because that's what it is, it is at this point. To come and try to earn, it's not saying he has to start. But when you're in tight jams like this, what ends up happening is that, and you don't want to play your best players, the players that are available to your team, you don't want to play your best players, it's going to cost you your job. It, it happens like that with every manager. It happened with Mourinho and Manu. 
you get so mad, you start benching your best players because you're, you know, you're at 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 war with them. Managers, see, it's very easy for a team to replace a manager. It's too hard to replace eleven players. It's very hard unless you're AC Milan and Chelsea that they can just do it randomly every. Yeah, but also, guys, I know, like, I really prefer we don't even talk about Arsenal at all because I think it's a mid. I think they're a mid-table team, but with this Ozil thing, I had is is more political than like just yeah. I had, yeah, yeah. I had is mostly because the guy sided with like a one group of religious group. And right. majority. Oh no 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 no! I don't know. No, no, no. That, no, no, that, that is. I had. I heard. I. I heard. Brian was telling me this actually. He said it was somewhere in China, and anytime Ozil plays uh for Arsenal in China, they don't broadcast their games, and that's where they make majority of their money. So it was something along those lines that Brian was telling me. That's the reason why Ozil does not get to play as much. Yeah, so thanks, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, sorry, David, let me address this. Uh, Barcelona is also 13th on the table. But, I mean, ultimately, I like, I just like to say that um, be it politics, be it not politics, the fact remains that is things can't go on the way they are going on right now at Arsenal. Do you guys agree? Arsenal is one of the greatest teams in the world. So, ultimately... I actually, things... I actually don't, don't agree. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. I was actually saying I don't agree because Arsenal in games like this a season or go uh, a goal, they will lose a game like this. This game was 0-0. They are getting a lot of bashing, but they took a red card like 70th minute. And like this seconds. is what I'm saying. 52nd. Like that's a long time to take a red card against a team that put three pass Liverpool in open play. So this is Agreed. the thing about uh, this is the thing about Arteta, yeah. I like when I watch the guy, I can see what he's trying to like. That's why, like, usually I can condemn the manager very quickly and move on. But, like, when I watch a guy, I can see what he's doing, like Gabriel McGalas and whatnot. They kept a clean sheet against Leeds with 10 men. Like, let's not uh, this thing. The issues he has, the creativity. This Ozil guy, like, you guys imagine all your jobs that you go to, there's one guy. He's the highest paid player in the league. Even before this whole, uh, this China business, which is, which is, I don't want to say put conspiracy theories on the air, George, but you know, yeah, whatever. Let's let's you know, let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, uh, um, um, what, what was I even saying? You're trying to bash Ozil, but we're not going to let you bash Ozil. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not gonna. This is the thing. If you're working like at a job and you have someone like who's making, he's the highest paid player in the league, whatnot. He's not following the script in the thing. This guy's making 350k, 370. 5k a week at this club you got what i'm saying it destabilizes the dressing room it brings this thing you got what i'm saying it's something that every manager be like has had to deal with like ozo when he came he has to like show that you know i'm still ozo i can play but a guy can play but of course the ability will be needed in the club but like arteta is trying to like enforce discipline like I, we've got a red card but we don't need to take three goals let's keep it zero zero also doesn't fit that thing you won't track back and whatnot you get what I'm saying? So that is uh, the thing. That's why I said I disagree with what the maker was saying. Like, maybe he needs another transfer window to get more attacking hey, players. Let's give the guy time. Like, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want us to move on because, like George said, I do believe these are two mid-table teams. Yeah, yeah. Barcelona is 13 too. I don't know about this nonsense <laughs> mid-table no, no. bullshit. But listen, Barcelona... <laughs> Barcelona, Barcelona is 13th, no, no, too. No, 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 yeah, we are 13, but like we were pound for pound. Barca's team is better than Arsenal. La Liga is not as competitive. Why are you 13th? <laughs> no, so why are you? Why are you also? Um, you, you, you guys have been mid table team for how many seasons now? Okay, so now we're talking about the past. 
No, we're not. We're talking about something that's very consistent for your team. And we allow the host to move on to the next. Yes, exactly. I think we talked about Arsenal long enough. Um, Roland, let me ask you this question because I saw this comparison. Aubameyang and Timo Werner, who do you think is better? Wow, let's not do this. I think Aubameyang is a better player, in my opinion. But that's only because I feel like Timo Werner is... He's still like he's starting to become a player, right? But like, if I have to like compare them throughout their entire career, like what Aubameyang was doing in Bundesliga, like I mean, Timo Werner, like yeah, he was good there, but like, come on, Aubameyang's done everything that he did there now, and people like forget like Aubameyang here at Arsenal, like everyone's just, like last season, like Aubameyang has saved Arsenal on so many occasions that like I don't understand how you know it's it's just one of those things where I feel as though. You take a player and you put a player in a struggling team that is rebuilding and you expect this player to be your ultimate saving grace and the player is doing as much as they can. Like, it's, it's you know, it's almost unfair. Like, put Aubameyang on the team. Take Aubameyang and put him at Man City and see if he's not top scorer of the league. Like, it's, Yeah. No, Roland, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish, please. Because these are very valid points, right? That, like, sometimes people seem to forget that, like, you think that football is a one-person sport. This is not tennis. Please, <laughs> like you have to understand these things. Like you really have to understand. Like you're playing in a team that is in transition. That like you have a new manager. You're pulling players in and out. They're shifting you from center to the left. They're trying to accommodate this, this, this. It's very different. Very, very different when you're like Timo Werner. When you were in Bundesliga, every ball is coming through you. Or like your Vardy at Leicester City, where we just literally look up to kick it to you. <laughs> There's, the plan is look up and kick it to you. So and and so like now you know like when you come to a different team where it's not set up like that, you're trying to be a part of a team in a new system that are working out. It's not fair to like the the, the amount of like the, the you know the amount of like expectations. And I feel like Aubameyang actually delivers. He delivered. He like he has literally delivered. The team itself is just cohesively the team isn't as good right now. That's just all it is. And you can look at other teams. It's the same way, right? Like. Even like you have a, if you have a, a striker in a team that the team itself is not creating or anything, Lukaku was having that issue at Man U. People like, oh, Lukaku is not doing this. Yo, put Lukaku on a team like City. Like, yeah, he's going to miss a lot of chances. But let me tell you, as a striker, right, if you can create, if you give me 15, 15 to 20 chances, and I put away like seven or eight, at the end of the day, like that's seven, eight goals, you know, like, and people fail to understand that, like how many chances are being created at a team before a player is scoring this crazy amount of goals. Like, you know, and, and, and I think that's the big thing that if, and you guys just complain, Arsenal, we don't have number eight. We don't have, there's no creativity, but then uh, you didn't sign up Bumang to come and be playing number eight for you. He, mm-hmm. I mean, I said striker. You didn't, Chelsea didn't sign some over to come there and, and, and be, and be, and be playing number eight. They they, they, strike, they call him to come in. They sign him for goals, just like they sign a boomerang for goals. But if you sign me to come here and play as a striker, being a striker is a very lonely position. Like if like you're so dependent on everybody else on your team, like a hundred percent dependent, that if people behind you are not good enough or up to par, it doesn't matter how good a striker you are, you will struggle. And I remember when Manu was going through a a really really bad period, even though we're still going through a bad period, but the period before was worse. They said even if they brought Ronaldo and put Ronaldo as a striker on this team, Ronaldo will struggle. And it's a hundred percent. Strikers are strikers are at the mercy of their team. Really at the mercy of your team. You are at the mercy of your team. And so I think it's unfair to compare a person like Ab Uba to most just somebody that yo, this is a child. This guy just started 
to be playing now. Now that was just we've just brought him to prem. They have just brought him to prem. He's he's. Can I? Two, can, can I? Can I, come in? I feel like. Can I? Oh, I feel like we're talking a lot about way too much about Arsenal right now. This is this is the last question. We're moving on from it. But David, go ahead. I just don't understand why these days I see a lot of comparisons that just transcend age. Like, like no, it's like for real. Like I see a lot of players, like someone who's at the start of his career and someone who's past thirty. You know, but when they ask players who are like on their decline, they mention players who are past thirty. Like some, you get. What I'm saying? I don't understand. Like I see a lot. Werner is what he just turned 24, 23, 24. Uh, Aubameyang just thirty plus. Like he has done things, so like his achievements always. Are, like, I don't know, man. I see a lot of this comparisons now. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the average young of uh, players of football is getting younger. I don't know. David, let me ask you about United because United did have a game. Um, wasn't really much to talk about there, but we'll mention it, especially because Roland is here. Which is <laughs> fan. Um, but they got a win over West Brom. How did you feel about the game, about the performance? I swear, just breathe. <laughs> I mean, if you guys if you guys want to listen to me breathe for the next minute, I can do that for you. <laughs> Roland, Roland, take it away. Let David gather his thoughts. No, 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 no. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay. So I actually watched this game, yeah. And, like, throughout the whole period, yeah, I just, like, I saw today that Ole threw a gauntlet down to uh, Anthony Martial that he shouldn't rest on his laurel. First of all, let me ask you guys, all the analysts on this, on this panel, is what position is Anthony Martial? If someone's like talking to you, he's like, hey, what position is this guy? What, what, what would you say? He's a striker. ST? At this point, he is. So, okay. Are you asking us like his true position is or what they are playing him as? What, what, what you consider him as? Like when you're thinking about players, you're like, okay, this guy, I'll put him here, I'll put him here. Like naturally to you, if you're creating a team. What would you consider him as? He'll be like a left forward. A left forward, LF. Okay. Can be, can be a striker for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Never. Uh, George, how about you? Uh, I don't know. Probably. The player, I don't know, the forward. I'll just say a forward. Right. Emeka, how, how about yourself? Yeah, I probably I probably put him probably inside forward. So coming in from the left. LF, okay. So when I watched the game, my level of frustration built because one of the first things we did was sell Lukaku, like a striker, out and out striker, and you know, Marcia started playing out there. The idea was that he's gonna be a free roman striker whatnot but the guy doesn't seem like my biggest frustration with that game kind of all boiled down to him because as soon as they moved him to the left side which over there he didn't also do anything and cavani came in united could actually hold up the ball and they could like uh, bruno could actually play the ball too like i know that ole has seen this it's one of my my frustrations with the club cavani is not the answer he's not the solution He's another stopgap striker. So, like, it's like you hired a manager, like, it's just 1.5 years in, and this is he's on his second stopgap striker. What is the goal here? What are we trying to do? I see that, okay, we want them Dembele, we want all of that. It's just that same things, same sentiments. 
Like, I'm not going to go, like, you same sentiment. But my thing is, Anthony Martial, like, that ST thing, that whole thing, it, like, dude, it's done. Like, play the second, like, play Cavani. I'm sorry, I'm not disrespecting Cavani, but, like, to me, I know that he's not going to be there in three years. So, it's a second stop gap to me, so. Yeah. I mean, he is. He is definitely a stop gap. He's not a long-term solution. Um, Roland, what are you, how are you feeling about United these days? Um, I think, I think, I think, I think Ole, he's he's now scared and he's playing it safe. I think it's 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 and it's really frustrating me. I think you go into a game like West Brom, like why are you playing two DMs? Like I actually, I'm just bemused. How are you playing two DMs against West Brom at home? Like it makes no sense to me. Like when you have you, why did you buy Van de Beek? Like I don't even understand. Like what was the purpose of buying this guy if you're going to be bringing one matter to be playing ahead of him? What like, like is that an insult? You just brought this guy to suffer him? Like like there's just no like he's too blindly focused <laughs> trying to preserve like a, a, a prevent people from scoring. Like if we press teams, right, if we really come out and actually press teams, because the thing is, Manu actually has the firepower to press teams up front. Like, we have good enough players, right? I don't think they're the best players, but we have good enough players. Like, between having Bruno there, like, if you're going to play Matic to be holding there, you can play Van de Beek there. Pogba was Pogba was injured or whatever is happening with Pogba. You have Van de Beek there. And then you have uh, Rashford. What's happening to Greenwood? Because Greenwood went to England and wanted to see Babes. Now we won't see him again. Is that not a normal thing that any 19-year-old man does? Like, now we haven't seen Greenwood in going on two weeks because just because he wanted to shove a babe? Come on, man. This is football. Like, I don't care about what he's doing in his personal life. Bring that boy back. You know, like, and then Marshall cannot strike. Marshall is not a striker. It's so It's actually madness. Like, for some reason, I don't know why they always think that these, these guys that speak French, they can play on the left. And then somehow he can transition to striker. I, I blame Terry Henry. Maybe it's Henry's fault because he happened to play wing and then also could strike. So everybody now thinks that's a thing. It's not possible. Some players don't have an ST mentality. Like, yo, he's not like Marshall cannot strike because he doesn't have that like hunger, that like striker instinct to just turn around and go to the right place and be in the box. He's always drifting out wide. He's always just like lackadaisical with it. Like, put the guy on the left, let him run at defenders and, and try to pass it to a real striker. That's it's just that simple, I mind you. And the, and the issue right now is that Ole, a, Ole, obviously we know Ole lacks football knowledge, right? Everybody, every English person lacks football knowledge. That one is clear, very clear. You can't English managers, majority of English managers can't trust them when it comes to football knowledge. That one is very clear. They are very pragmatic idiots who just don't win stuff. It's true. So the problem with Ole is that like he's just being too pragmatical. But he's not even English. That's the worst. The guy has spoken so English that everyone thinks that he, the guy is Norwegian. <laughs> like the guy looks English and he sounds English. Like it's not even from there. But he, he's so sold onto this like idea of like. I tell you exactly. That's what I even think of him as a British manager. <laughs> it took me a second to be like, he's not even British. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, honestly, this, 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 we really no excuse for why Manu isn't performing. Honestly, there's no excuse now at this point, right? They have good players. They're good players at that club. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like, like you have like good players. You you remove 80 million to buy Harry Harry Maguire. Whether Harry Maguire is good or is not good at this point, it doesn't matter. You paid 80 million. He needs to play. You like the guy said, like you have good players at every position or decent enough players. You have brought Cavani. Start him. We don't have a striker. You can't keep playing Marshall. Put Cavani as a striker there. 
and have these boys play on the wing. But he won't do it. And he's not going to do it until we start losing, losing, losing to the point that he's not going to have a choice. And then by the time he wants to do it, it'll be, it I'll, I'll already have given up on that stupid team. <laughs> wow. I'm really, I'm really sorry, you know, but I'm glad you guys were able to vent a little bit. I want us to, real quick before we end, I want us to do some uh, Champions League predictions, their games this week. Um, we'll start with United. United plays Istanbul, who, you know, pulled off the shocker oh, last yo, time you met. I lost the lapo. Can you guys uh, hear him? Looks like I'm losing yeah, connection. You can't hear him either. Right. Yeah. We lost okay. you a bit. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you for predictions. United versus Istanbul. Uh, Roland, I'll start with you. Give me a score for that game. This is me being very, very optimistic. I'm being very, very optimistic. I oh, be optimistic, please. I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic. So, I will be going with um 3-1 Manchester United. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's just Istanbul, so what's yeah. the... David, wait, 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 is this is this Europa or something? <laughs> this Champions League. United, United, oh, United is in Champions. Wait, hold on, like I, this is Bahexe. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just remember. Yo, are you taking predictions for this game? Is this where United has gotten to? We have to. Wait, <laughs> you guys lose to them. They did them though. Didn't we lose to? Yes, we yes, yeah, we did. Yo, yo, oh my god, yo, oh wow. Two zero United. Like, come on, man. Like, the club cannot. Like Roland said, the players there should not be losing to Istanbul. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where they play. Come on, man. Like, no no disrespect to them, but, like, come on. We actually have players. Like, these players, like, come on. Who yeah. even was it? Was it Dembamba that scored against us, or was it? It was. It was Dembamba. Literally, Dem- every oh United went to attack. And come on. Like, like, come on. Like, it's like, yo, what's going on at the club, man? Like, we actually have players. Yeah, honestly, that was my first time in a very long time that I saw a team play an offside trap in the opponent's half. I've never seen it in my life. But, yeah. yeah, I wasn't quite sure what happened there. I, they, I literally saw them play the offside line. Delapo, you saw the goal. Demaba was literally just waiting at the top of the box, like, at the top of the half, like, what is going on here? Why am I playing? But it's fine. So anyways, uh, yeah, who was giving prediction? Was it, was it David? 2-0 two, two, two United. Two yeah. And Mika, what do you think? Give me a score. Nah, nah. United is going to correct this game. Rashford likely going to bang at least two. I think you have 4-0. It's going to be at least four goals. So 3-1, 4-0, something like that. <laughs> okay. George, what do you think? United, Istanbul, I'll say, I'll say a tie. Like, United to Istanbul. <laughs> You know, I want to say George be realistic, but that's realistic. Yo, George, why? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go on. PSG, PSG plays Leipzig in the same group. Um, So this game's actually pretty big because all those clubs are kind of bunched together. George, I'll start with you. PSG versus Leipzig. Give me a score. PSG won the first leg, right? So I'll go with I think Neymar is back and Bappy, all those guys are back. Yeah, I'll go with PSG win. Like two, two, one, two, three, one. Two. Okay. Yeah. Mika, what do you think? I mean, it's a good question. I'm not gonna lie. Um I mean I'll just call it a PSG win just because I feel like they need to win this one. 
So I'll probably give Neymar an assist, give Mbappe a goal, give an outlier a goal. Let's say 3-0. 3-0, okay. Nice. David, give me a score. What, what are they playing? PSG Leipzig. Oh. Uh, that's really a tough one. Uh, I think I think a tie. 2-2 two, two draw. 2-2, two, two, okay. Roland, what do you think the score will be? Man, I think uh, I think uh, I was I think uh, Neymar is coming back this game and he's supposed to start this game. So I'll probably go two one PSG, but I won't really be surprised if Lesbe can actually get a point from this game. Those guys are good. Okay, yeah, no, they are very very good. Um, <clears throat> let's also talk about Inter Milan versus Real Madrid. Probably you know the pick of all the games. Two very good solid teams. Um, and Mikael, I'll start with you. What do you think the score of this game will be? I mean, to be honest, this is a tie for me. This is a, this is a tie for me. It's a useless game, Liverpool. <laughs> okay, I, I know that's what you want to say. All right, it's fine. Good enough. George, what do you think the score would be? A serious analyst, please. Say one more time. What, what was the game? Inter Milan versus Real Madrid. Oh, uh, Inter. Inter. Inter win. Uh, I'll say... The uh, three, three, one, three, one. <laughs> you can hear the Barcelona from his voice. I tell you, man, George, George, you never let us down. what you want the score to be. Yo, the score to be, not what you want it to be. Yo, Lukaku scored four goals, guys. He's on he some serious form. And Madrid drew their game this weekend. So, come on. Inter Milan is on some serious form right now. No, that's... I mean, Real Madrid is struggling. We had a bunch of players missing. But I think they should hopefully be back, some of them. Um, Roland, what do you think the score will be? Inter Milan versus Real Madrid. It's actually funny. I actually like Inter Milan for this game. I do. Yeah. I like Inter I like Inter to win this game. I think um I'll go with um 2-1 Inter. Okay. This is what he's like. We want to be the underdogs. All right, David, make it complete. You have Inter too, right? So I hope this loss to Real Madrid will bring our boy Moyo back from hiding. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going 3-1 Real Madrid. Wow. Yo, man, where, where's our boy Moyo, man? Bro, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. man, it's been, been way too long. Bring Moyo back. And I see, I see the guy changing his FPL team too. So I'm like, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't want to be busted the week. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, George, can you let us know who our bust of the week is? Can we crown a new bust of the week? Uh, I'm actually waiting for David. David, do we have one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to give you one second, man. You, I, you, know, you guys, man, get, get, get to know yourselves more, man. All right, well, while, while David is trying to figure out the bus of the week, and make I know you like all these random questions, so let me ask you, can you give me a top three strikers in the EPL right now? Mm. Top three strikers in the EPL. Now, to be honest, at my prime, when I was playing in the in, in the field, I personally had had honed enough. I mean, you guys are laughing. You guys have not seen me. At my prime, ask Roly. There was one time I played, me and Roly, we played one tournament like that. Roly even had to message me after the game, like, you make her like, wow, man, you played well. <laughs> so, no, so anyway. Emeka is actually a very good player. Even though mine is talking, he's actually a very good player. He used to be, for sure. Oh, Lord. Wow, wow. Okay. So, uh, what I'm trying to say now, ultimately, Delapo, I understand you said I used to be. It's okay. Uh, so, now, as far as strikers, Delapo, I've told this and I've preached it on this same pod before. You have to have 
and Mecca has three abilities. Three abilities. It's A. A is for one, abilities. D is D for what? Determination. Drive. And then the other A and drive. The same thing. Uh, comparable. Determination slash drive. And then the last A is what? Ambition. Ambition. Mm. So now I want to ask you something now. If you look at a player like Tammy Abraham, you can see that he has ambition. You can see that he has drive, determination, but does he have ability? Uh, it's a bit on the fence, right? So, so if you go by that metric right now and you have to look at every striker in the league, do you know that only one striker comes out with a 9 out of 10 minimum for each uh, point? That is the wow. one and only Harry Kane. Harry King Harry, Harry, who has the most assists? They were talking all this smack. It was just the other day. George texted me privately or publicly. I'm not sure now. He said, "You America, you know what? You were right about Harry King. He knows how to pass." But this stuff that he saw this season only, we had been seeing it for years. Tolapo, for years. Harry Kane, left foot, right foot header. Bro, it's so give crazy. Why don't people so, want to give Harry Kane credit? Like, what? Is it because he's he's English? I think that's why. I don't why. know. I don't if know what it is. If Hurricane was Spanish, we'll be we'll be hailing Hurricane. We'll be talking about Hurricane all day. Hurricane is unstoppable. The guy can play, can do everything you want. Hurricane was so, was highest so, goal scorer. So. Hold on, hold on, hold on, David. Hurricane was highest goal scorer in the Premier League back to back, and then the third season he was second. So you guys, no, 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 at no, no. some hold point, hold you hold have hold to hold give hold the man the credit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, America, America, relax, relax, calm down, relax. You've said a lot. Let me say my part. The table so the table sort of updated, but I can tell you who's gonna be boss of the week. So let me ask you something. Is Jamie Vardy world class? No. Jamie Vardy <laughs> why, is why, why, why not? Okay. You no, know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why, why not? Because you guys because because Jamie hold on, Vardy hold on, is hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. It's Aubameyang world class. No, he's not. <laughs> why not? You said it's so my 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 Roland, Roland. My thing is that. It's not like I'm blind. I can't see that Harry Kane. Like, I'm not here sitting here telling you that, oh, Harry Kane is trash because he missed the penalty. Or, I just don't rate the guy. Like, he has this... Like, if I just want to go with stats, oh, no, I'll, just I look at, I'll, just, I'll just look at Lukaku's stats and people will be like, what not? I also don't really rate I know. Him. And the thing is, David, I, I, I understand. And but this I, is I, I definitely respect the guy. I yeah. definitely respect that. The guy was the top scorer at the World Cup. My thing is that I, it frustrates me that... People tell me that was the top scorer that walked up. I watch all the games. This dude did not do. He scored like three penalties. Like, yeah, I think uh, that's, that's my thing. Like, the guy is good, yeah, but like people blow it out of proportion so much. But like, yet again, he has the numbers on his side, right, Emeka? Yeah. Aubameyang doesn't have the numbers on his side. He has not won any Golden Boots. You know what I'm saying? So like, so here, here we go again. So my thing on. is my, that my, 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 hold on, hold on. Do you understand what I'm saying? My thing is that like I can see that Hurricane is actually good. The guy's a good player. I think that I don't rate the guy. Like I don't see him as highly as you do. So I wanted to touch on David's point, and I think that's that's a funny thing because it's like that's why Hurricane is such a polarizing player, right? You have one end of people who are like oh, Hurricane, Hurricane, and then other people are like, yeah, he's good, but he's not, you know. And the thing is, why Hurricane is good, I think there are certain factors, obviously, that are like they make us accept a player as world class, right? And one of those things is also like situational um, intelligence, situational experience. So, like, Harry Kane really hasn't really been on like that. Like, even though he has played in the World Cup, everything, right? You think of a player like Lewandowski. Nobody's arguing about Lewandowski being world-class. We don't, like, that shouldn't be an argument. 
You get what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't argue if Lewandowski is world-class or not. At one point, Aguero either. People really, you wouldn't really argue if Aguero was world-class, not because he was that good, because he had little things about him. I think Harry Kane, while his stats are very, very good and they're amazing, he's like just a notch below that world-class thing. He's missing something, and I don't know what that's... It's a trophy, that, that, and he came out and said it. No, Emeka, he came out and said it. He and Son. No, he came out and said it. Like, here, because this season, what Mourinho with Mourinho, he knows that they have to win something. People, like, you, you can score as many goals as you want against Southampton, catch them, do whatever you want. But the thing at the end of the day, like, if you want me to regard you as a striker, the reason why people stop uh, talking about Aguero is because one day he decided that 94th minute he was going to win his team a Premier League trophy. That's the thing I'm trying to tell you. If you watch Harry Kane, a lot of these games, like, England just went out of the out of the Nations Cup. I watched all those games. This Harry Kane guy could not do anything. You get what I'm saying? And, and it just slides by. He catches Lithuania, scores four goals, and the British media will come and slap our faces with the headlines you see him he's so good but the guy is good that's my thing it's just that the hype just gets to me it's annoying yeah. so so i mean there's just so many ways i can tackle that the first floor is sizing him up based on the world cup performance because that puts messi in a box as well messi is not winning world cups he's not doing that's my point i'm not comparing the two all i'm saying is that i'm not going to gauge you by the performance you put out during the world cup because if that's the case we would all say that messi is a trash player Wait, let me start there. No, no, Messi actually performs in the World Cup. He made he, he went. That's yes, what I'm saying. If you watch but, him, but Harry Kane plays. was the highest goal scorer. Okay, you know what, guys? We'll pick and choose what a good performance is, is in that case, because at this point it's now subjective, right? But ultimately. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Roland. Next time that he gets one hour 30 minutes. But then Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I I uh, see, man. All right. So I want to address that. Now, second points ultimately. Um uh, David, is that you have to just call a spade a spade here. Nobody else is doing what Harry Kane is doing. He must be doing something different. If it's just that he scores penalties, well then, why aren't, why is it every other striker, even the likes of Firmino, even the likes of Aubameyang, even the likes of Sergio Aguero, even the likes of this, name anybody you want, why weren't they scoring just as much if it's just, oh, he's banging can I, penalties? Can, those guys can are I, taking PPS too. So, no, no, hold on, hold on. So, can, I, can I address so, that point? This the, guy, this... Oh, go on, go on. Do you know that, as as far as passing ability, do you know that no other striker in England right now has the range that Harry Kane has with passing and accuracy? Do you know this? No other striker in the EPL right now that is in a top-tier team has the heading ability of Harry Kane. Do you know that no other striker in the English Premier League has scored as many goals as... Like, so at the end of the day, right... We will just continue to look at the stats that we want to overlook so as to bring the stats that we will use to bring him down to light. You see what I'm okay. saying? But at the end of the day, you must size the man up holistically. You must look at the man's ability. Look what he does to the team. Look what he brings to the team. I understand that he hasn't won anything for Tottenham, but it's like saying Alan Shearer wasn't world-class because he was playing in Newcastle. That's unfair because Alan Shearer was, and to be honest, you know, this one, I'm even a bit on the fence because I know that Alan Shara's passing ability was not as good as Harry Kane's. Okay, his left foot was not as good as Harry Kane's, but Alan Shara was just a, an, an excellent goal scorer. I think Harry Kane has a bit more uh, a bit more of an edge of our share. And you ultimately, know, you know, America, America, do you know someone who, when I watch, he reminds me, like, if he stayed fit, people will talk about him in, like, this kind of ranges. Danny Inks. He reminds me a lot of... Uh, I'm, de- I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Like, they're both good players. Like Harry Kane can play, and this guy has been at Spurs for a minute. The guy is Yo, a good player. 
I am not about to compare Danny Ings but to Harry on, Kane. Emeka, 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 everything you said applies to Aubameyang. Look at the player for who he no, is. Aubameyang is not, no, no Aubameyang is not... No, Aubameyang scores less than three goals with his head per season. In all his leagues, in, go back right now, look at any what? of the seasons he has had. He has scored three less than... You know, oh, Aubameyang okay. almost never scores with his left foot. His passing ability is so poor. Aubameyang does not give through passes to nobody. He does not create chances. He's at the end of goals. I get it. But it if that is, is a the case, comparison. if that's the case, then Firmino, players like Firmino and stuff like that, a lot Gabriel Jesus and players who can like play, who are But more that's BS because Firmino did not score back to back, winning ball, highest goal scorer uh, of the season, two seasons in a row, and then third place. And then the next season, he was not. And, Next hold on, hold on, hold complete. on. So the argument like, is come clearly, on, the, hold on, hold on. America, you see, like when they said the World Cup, he didn't perform. You're like, oh, he was the highest score. You guys always jump to stats. When you watch the guy, there's a reason why they've not won anything. Like he's the main guy. He takes all the penalties. You guys, he's the main guy. And you guys always want to hype the guy, over hype the guy. Like I'm like, dude, are you serious? Yes, the guy can pass. What I'm are you talking about? What? Okay, what did Suarez win in Liverpool? He was there for like what? How many years was Suarez there? What did he win in Liverpool, bro? How many? What did Suarez win in Liverpool? I actually don't know. I need to Google this. I okay. Do not know. He didn't win anything. Suarez was world class in Liverpool. What did Fernando Torres win in Liverpool? Nothing. Um, Fernando Torres was world class in Liverpool. David, my point to you is this, that I will not judge a player by the trophies that he has because that will put Metesaka up there with the best defenders of all time. That will put Mustafi up there with the best defenders of all time. But these players are not even... So good. hold on, hold on. So a you're going to judge... Are... Hold on, hold on. Emeka, this, is, this argument is so circular. Lukaku, Aubameyang, and Ku are not world-class, but they have the stats. But exactly. because Hurricane is so... That's what I'm saying. Like, you just can... You, you like Hurricane. That's fine. But it's a circle... Yeah, like you're going in circles. Some players have the stats, but I don't like their stats. Like, what is that? That's gonna, my point. We're gonna dedicate <laughs> a whole episode to have this battle. Definitely, because, man. We definitely have to do this, Emeka. Like, I think that Emeka has points. David has points. Um, Emeka, you never give us your other two strikers, but we'll forgive you because <laughs> we assume that you don't. It's have very those. quick. It's very quick, man. Harry Kane is number one. Okay, number two right now. As an out-and-out striker, I guess I don't have a choice. But to, oh, are we doing fit or does the player have to be like... Can he be an injured player or... Injured, yeah, he can be injured. Okay, so then I'll give uh, Aguero number three. I'll give Jamie Vardy number two right now in England. Okay. Well, we'll argue about it another day because I can see arguments in there. But thank you for giving us that. George, do you know the bust of the week now or is it David? Who's oh, so this, this this is it. The table has not updated, but the chances are that most likely, most likely, most likely, I don't want to put out fake news. <laughs> I'm not going to put out fake news, but like, yeah, it looks like most likely our bust is going to be who you expect it to be. Who do I expect? <laughs> what the hell, bro? Like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it sounds like we don't, we don't have a bus of the week. Actually, we, we actually, I, I, you see, I, I don't want to put it out there, but I also don't want to do the thing. But right now, we have three leading contenders for bus of the week. I'll just let you guys know, and I'll give you an update in our in our chat. Okay, so who are the leading contenders? Can we leading get your... Con- the leading contenders for now are Yusuf, uh-huh. Mario Tak, Yes, I saw his. <laughs> Kerry? Oh, Kerry? please let him be Kerry. Which Kerry? Kerry Wasa of Gundabad? 
Yeah, and and, okay. and O W T. Yo, Brian, what's going on? Yo, please let him. <laughs> let him yeah, so like, I, yeah, right after this one update, I'll just post it in the chat. Let me just go and check Kerry's team. Come. Yeah, Kerry has forty. Uh, most likely, most likely, I think I know who's gonna. It's not gonna be. Yeah, Kerry. I don't think it'll be Kerry. Kerry has forty points. Brian has forty-one. Well, I don't know about negatives right now, but he has forty-one. Brian had like forty-three, so I think he's safe actually. Yo, guys, the injured player. Okay, well, I, I'm not sure who it is, but for the sake of this, I'm just going to talk about Kerry's team. Please give me a moment. Wow. So, Kerry's team, let me just go through it with you guys. Um, on his bench, he has Struik. Mm. So, I'm just going to leave the bench at that. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. But you see Struik. <laughs> okay, so you guys can tell me how to spell that name. Whoever gets it right gets $50. Uh, George, can you sp- can you can you spell streak, please? Strauk, give me Strauk. S T streak. there's a, I know there's a J and a K somewhere, but I don't know. Okay, no problem, no problem. So Yo. so hold on, let me just start from the back, please. So since since this is scary, please this is scary, please. It's, it's not gonna be. We have we have him captaining Marshall, whom by the way has zero assists, zero chances created, zero goals. This season. That's the person he thought. You know what? Hmm, let me captain him. Today is the day. Target last game, no? You said what? I think his first shot of on target this season came last game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. Shout out to Marshall for that shot on target. Wow. Okay. Okay. Then now he has he has Patrick Bamford. Okay. We get it. Okay. He has KDB as vice captain. Okay. No problem. He has Rash Boy putting up three points. We appreciate that. James Ward Prowse, they scored a lot of free kicks. Did the game prior? He must have thought, ah, Ward Prowse. <laughs> then he has Justin, who <laughs> this Justin was trash. Okay. Chill, chill well. Chill well saved him with seven. That's the best player on his team, by the way. Oh, okay. Actually, Son was the best player. Kill Woman, sorry, Kill Man is also here with two points. And then Ryan. So if you guys look at this team, let's just be honest here. This team is going to put average. Let me just say, the best this team will put up will be like 45 points this season. 45 points. And that's being optimistic. That's being optimistic. So, Kerry's best week is going to be 45 points. Now, let me go back one week, see what he did. 48. You see right around there. And then the week before. The week before was 38. The week before. Uh-huh. So, you guys get what I'm saying. So, ultimately, uh, this is the same person that said that he was a professional at this. That you guys don't do. Don't think to, don't think out too much. Just keep your team the way it is. Why are you guys doing taking negatives? Blah, 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 blah. That's what I was saying. Last season, I was just, I'm like, this guy is fucking like, yo... Like, yo, you're just having a good season. Like, you come on this podcast and, yo, guys, so this is how what you do. This way. I'm like, guys, stop. You're the elephant at the top of the table. Like, come on. Yeah. No, no, no. You're back to where you belong. Like. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are so happy to get that hate out of your system. Like, you guys are ready to kill Wass's team. No, no. Wass has been struggling. He's bottom of the table, basically. So Yo, I, I want to give another shout-out to Abraham Umo. I'm, I, I see him. He moved up. He moved up to 106. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's like 109 players. The guy moved up. 
<laughs> Yo, I can't believe that, man. I really cannot believe that. <laughs> I see. So we also, while we're, while we're on FPL, we should also give a shout-out to David. He's top of the league right now. Oh, he's not yeah. for long. Not for long. Not for long. Yeah, not for long. Definitely not for long, because I'm definitely coming. Things are changing. The tide is turning. No, nah, I think I'm think i getting. I'm going on top after this game week, actually. Okay, we'll find out. But till then... So, so I, developed, not- I developed my own formula based mm-hmm. on failed formulas. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I had Jota on my bench. I mean, it's just it's so. Bro, I I told people to get Jota, man. I don't know why people so, are getting money. I like yeah. because it, yeah, like they're gonna be in the same position. Yeah, that's what I was saying. To be honest, like, and you know, my but I I usually make very good decisions. It's just that my captaining choices are often not the greatest. So, but I mean, you guys, if you look at my numbers, I mean, I had 31 points on the bench just the other week. I mean, it's just, it's just the decisions. I don't know, man. I, I just, a lot goes through my head as an, as an intellect, you know. <laughs> yeah, I want to give a shout out to Brian. Yeah, and that guy kills you, man. He's what I expected. He just, <laughs> all right, let's, let's do, let's do our final words. Let's wrap this episode up. It's been good, you know, talking to you guys. George, I'll start with you because it sounds like you want to shout out everyone. So yeah, yeah. Sure. My last words, I'm just going to shout out people on the FPL table. I'm going to start with Brian. I see Brian. He came down to 98. Good, good job, <laughs> Brian. You're doing really good. I see Rookie. Rookie is also here in the 90s, bro. Like, mm-hmm. good God damn. <laughs> I, see rookie. I see Rookie in the 90s. Like. <laughs> Alright, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Young J, Young J, Young J is here in the seventies. He's part of the creep over here in the seventies. It's all good. It's all good. Who else? Who else? J nasty. The table is something updated. Yeah, that's the part. Of it. <laughs> I want to get my last. My last, yeah, my last. My last word is actually going to go to the manager for Pep Mas United. I think by the end of this game week, he's he's going to go up to either number one or number two. So a quick shout out to the manager for Pepper's United. Yeah, I don't see how you're going up to number one. Like you're not even close. I am close. I probably have about twenty points coming in. Okay, we'll see. Maybe I haven't looked at your team very closely then. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out, shout out to yourself. Shouting out yourself. No, the manager for Pepper's United. Two different. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> David, final words. Oh, 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 I, I completely zoned out like it is. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. How are people in the 90s? That, that's that's crazy, man. <laughs> oh, wow. So you guys are doing well one year. Now no, like, no, for real, though. Like, that, I didn't expect, like, you know, everyone there actually knows this game. Like, I'll, you know, but it's still early, whatever. Uh, how do you call it? Yeah, my final words, man. Too many of the players are out injured. Uh-huh. Shout out to the young players who are stepping in. You know, a lot of youth are getting opportunities. The players who are taking them, you know, establishing themselves. You know, shout out to them, like Wesley Fofana. You know, yeah. So I like him. Yeah, so see, that guy's 19 years old. That's you know, it's very, it's not easy. You know, just to be thrown out there, go and play first team regular at 19, 17, 16. So yeah, yeah. shout out to them. Okay. Yeah, and make our final words. Uh, my final words, I have to give you guys one. Ultimately, a lot has been happening in the world um, with uh, with all the injuries coming about. Um, it is critical to 
you know, once this all started, I said, you know, the show must go on. Uh, if you guys remember, the show is now going on. Unfortunately, I expected the FA to adapt a bit more and they're not quite doing so. So, you know, shout out to the players, man. We recognize it's not easy. Unfortunately, it's only going to get worse just because, you know, December is coming, the holiday season, it's game in, game out, like on a regular basis. You know what I mean? So, you know, just to wish all the players well, man, you know, Salah with COVID, people with injuries. It's just a bit of a chaotic, traumatic situation right now that we're experiencing. Um, also the players than us, but obviously, you know what I mean. And so we just wish everybody well and we wish everybody stays healthy so we can continue to enjoy the beautiful game of football. Now. Yes, indeed. Nicely said. Thanks for being on, guys. Guys, right, thank you. Yeah.